hard is it to sell a business? How long does it take? And how do you give yourself the best chance of success? These are three of the most common questions that vendors ask when they sell a business. So let's find out the answers. Hi, my name is Ali Kane. I'm the host of the Buy That Business podcast. Each episode, we talk to expert business brokers about everything you need to know when it comes to buying and selling a business. Today, my guest is Matthew Putner from Finn Business Sales. Welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Morning, Ali. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for asking. So, Matthew, tell me a little bit about your background. Um, I guess I come from a hospitality background um, over the many, many years, and, and that's probably where my I've predominantly been mostly in franchising. So I've been working throughout Asia Pacific uh, in franchising roles uh, as working for franchisors rather than being in that. I've also worked in private equity and I've also worked in uh, being a uh, owned a business myself. So I do understand a lot of what I'm doing when I sell a business. And I've been a fin broker for about four years now. Sounds like a great background to be able to advise clients when it comes to buying and selling a business. So let's start with my first question, which is how hard is it to sell a business? You know, that's funny. I I have a lot of clients who come to me and they just assume it's like selling a house, you know, put it on the market, eight weeks later, you've got a buyer and, you know, a month later you're settling. It's not like that. The, The amount of people that come to buy a business are far less than the amount of people that come to buy a property. Um, there's just less people. If you if you look at uh, Tasmania, there's I think 521,000 people live in Tasmania. Well, break that down into retirees, children, people that have full time jobs. You might only have, you know, maybe 50,000 people that might want to buy a business, and then they you've got to get them down to who wants to buy your particular business. So, selling a business is it's not. A quick, a quick process. It takes between three and maybe twelve months. And in certain parts of the world, and uh, certain parts of Australia, and certain parts, certain types of business, it might take eighteen months to sell your business to find the right person who wants what you've got to pay you what you believe uh, we believe it's worth. That's right. And it's much harder to run a business than it is to run a household. So necessarily, your universe of buyers is going to be a lot smaller. So so when it comes to buying or selling a business, what is the hardest part? What's the thing that really people struggle to get the sale across the line? Um, it's There's normally a lot of little things. I, I have a broker friend who always jokes with me that there's 97 things that can go wrong once you've even got someone who's interested in your business. And I always go, shouldn't there be 100? And he goes, there's, there's three things that we just don't know yet. And they're just to be discovered. And, and guarantee, look, it can be as simple as you can't get the loan, um, the landlord can get in the way, your accountant might say something to you, your lawyer might say, look, this is not right for you. Um, there's so many little things that can come up, even once you've got someone who's interested in the business, that can stop the sale going through ultimately. Are there commonalities that stop a, a business sale going through? For example, finance um, or perhaps the, the due diligence process? We At FIM, we spend a lot of time preparing due diligence. So one of the things I, I always say to my clients is, look, let's spend as, as much time as we need to at the beginning to set things up, uh, deal with all the objections before they become an objection. Meaning if you give people all the information they need at the beginning, you're transparent at the beginning, you've got, you know, BAS statements, you've got um, you, you know, financial reports, you're not trying to um, make, you know, change them slightly to make them look better or anything else like that. 
if you prepare all that and you prepare all the documentation of a business profile at the beginning, and a lot of people say, look, you know, $3,000 for a business profile, that's a lot of money. But realistically, that's that's the you, you're selling a business and, and you've got to prepare all the information for it. It's kind of like going out on your first date. You don't sort of, you know, jump out of bed and go, oh, right, I'm ready to go. You, you go and you shave, you wash your hair, you get prepared yourself, you choose the clothes, you change those clothes five or six times. <laughs> it's exactly the same. You, you've got to prepare everything before you go out the front door and start telling people so that when an accountant, a lawyer, um, a buyer look at your business, they go, oh, there's transparency. They're not hiding anything. It's it's there. It's up front. So then as you go through the process at the other end, you're not dealing with all these objections. You're dealing with someone. Are you interested? No. Great. Move on to the next guy. You're interested? Great. Let's take you through it. Let's introduce you to the owner. Let's go out and visit the business. The preparation is, I think, 90% of what we do. So you just mentioned a business profile. Can you drill down a little bit more into what that is, how it's prepared, uh, and, and why it is so important for a business? So we, we employ professional a professional company to prepare those. Um, they're professional copywriters, um, and that, that's what they do. So what we do is it's an overview of the business. It gives you a snapshot about the business, where the business is positioned, the industry the business is in. So we'll cover financial a bit about the if it's a franchise, a bit about the franchise, information about the lease, information about all aspects of the business that we need to. I call it the marketing and selling tool, but it's really it's a document that's fifty pages long, maybe, that says to the average guy who just gets out of bed in the morning, one foot at a time, he can read it, understand it, and know what he's looking at. He may still want to go to an, uh, a lawyer to interpret the franchise agreement or, or to go with an accountant to look at the financial documents to understand those. But we make it break it down into little chunks that say, this is what this business is about. And you can you can make a, a decision there and then, is this the right business for me? Or am I, you know, should I not be looking at a restaurant? Should I be looking at, you know, a building company? So you know there and then. Um, and the idea is as buyers come in, we want them to be as educated as possible. And that business profile helps them become educated about what that business is about. So it's like a dating profile on steroids when you're selling a business. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I, I know Steve and I joke about this frequently, um, that I refer to selling a business and, and everything part of it is about dating. And quite frankly, some the amount of time I spend with a client is probably longer than some of my relationships, to be honest. <laughs> so it is a lot about that. If you don't get on with your client and you don't get on with the people that are making the inquiries, they're not going to trust you and you're not going to get on. So it is, it's a lot about that. A dating profile online is a fantastic analogy. So what else can vendors do to make life easier for themselves? Think about selling. Don't just think about, I'm going to sell tomorrow. I've had enough of this. And you pick up the phone and go, I want out. Think about it six months, 12 months out and start preparing things. Talk to a broker 12 months out and say, look, I'm thinking about selling my business this time next year. What do I need to think about? And, and, and they'll give you some po- great pointers about what it is. We're not in, into, into rushing you into the marketplace. We're into wanting to sell your business as quickly as we possibly can at the other end. So helping you prepare your business. And I have half a dozen clients uh, that I've met in the last six months that I've said, look, here's, here's the selling prospects right now. If you think this is what's going to happen, let's prepare things and then let's get together in December and catch up again and get things and prepare you to go in the market then. So that's it's part about getting your profit and loss statement cleaned up, 
maybe getting rid of paying some of those debts down. It could be a lot of different things about preparing your business, but it's it's the same as spring cleaning or getting a house ready for sale. You, you kind of clean it up before you start. Makes it makes a lot of sense. It gives you you the vendor the best chance of success if they're prepared to put that preparatory effort in at the start. Yeah, I mean, if you've had a rental property, and, and a lot of us have had, you, you know, you go to sell the property, you don't sort of go after the rent tenants have been there for five years and there's marks all over the wall. You don't just leave it. You get a painter in, you prepare the, prepare the walls, you paint them, you have the carpets cleaned, you know, everything's clean and tidy before you start selling your property. Well, it's the same for business. Get it clean and tidy. Make everything presentable so that buyers come in and go, I really want to buy this business because it looks fantastic um, on paper and visually when I walk in. And obviously, that's going to give the business the best chance of achieving the highest possible price. So how much of it does come down to price? I can imagine that that's really only one factor. Price is, 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 is one factor. Look, sure, it does. It is a big factor. You know, if you're selling a business at half a million dollars and some guys only can only afford to buy a $100,000 business, sure. But you've got to build value for money into a business. If people can see the value for money, if someone thinks I've got to walk into that business and I've got to spend $100,000 before I even start, you know, that's going to diminish what people think your business is worth. You've got to prepare it. You know, if, if you're selling a business at half a million dollars and you want to get that, what you need to do is make sure all the things are in place so that people see value for money in what they're buying. Now, I imagine a lot of people think they can do it themselves or go it alone, but working with a broker gives you really a competitive advantage, doesn't it? A huge advantage. We know we know how to tap into people and, and, and know um, who are the tie kickers and who are the real buyers out there. I don't think I've ever met anyone who wanted to do it themselves. In fact, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I find people, when I suggest, have you thought about doing it yourself? Um, and they go, No. You know, and it's it's a, it's a question I, I ask sometimes, not because I want them to do it themselves, it's because I'm just in, you know, I'm just generally interested in why they, you know, decided to go down this track. And they most people go, no, I don't want to deal with clients, or I don't want to do deal with buyers, or that way. Um, it, it seems too hard, and and it's not that it's easy. You've just got to know all the marketing channels to tap into. You've got to know how to deal with every inquiry that comes in. Um, we we just I just had a, an online business uh, that we listed um, and we sold in three weeks, which is wow. amazing. Mm. But we had probably 30 inquiries. So really? if, you wow. were, if you were trying to do that yourself, um, and I enlisted another broker to come and help me because to go and ring every one of those, um, those inquiries, see what their interest level is, have them, give them a business profile, follow them up again, take them through the due diligence and then follow them through again. Um, that's a lot of phone calls um, for that many inquiries coming in. And, this, and they still continue to come in after we got an offer and we we sold the business. You know, if you have one of those businesses where if you're going to get maybe three, four, five inquiries a week, there's a lot of phone calls and discussions that you've got to have. So you've got to not only run a business, You've got to now start to follow up all these people because if you don't get on the phone and talk to people, you you know, it's very hard to sell a business. So I don't think there's a lot of people. I think when people think about it, they don't really want to do it themselves and they know that professional brokers will do a better job. And you raise a good point. You know, you've still got to run the business while you sell it. And the risk is that you'll take your eye off the ball and the business won't be performing at its optimum um, when you're selling it, which means you're not going to get the best price possible. That's exactly right. I mean, you've got to, the idea is now once you're on the market, 
you need to drive that business as hard as it can for the next six, 12 months um, until you physically, um, you can find a buyer. How important is it to uh, sell it quickly? You know, you just talked about being able to sell an online business within three weeks. Is it like a house that if it's on the market for too long, is there a risk that the business sale could get stale? There's some buyers that will come to me and go, oh, this business has been on the market for six months. And you go, yeah, because six months is not a long time. If it had been on the market maybe two, three years, okay, maybe. But to find the right buyer, don't forget, there may only be 20 people that are are potentially going to be the buyer for your business in all of Australia. Um, It's not not a one-bedroom apartment in Paran. (laughs) It's... There are only so limited people. So a business been on the market too long. It's about a broker needs to reposition the business on an ongoing basis. I I personally look at most of my ads and most of the most of the um, inquiries coming through every two two months. Um, I have a look at it. Have a look at repositioning the ad. I if it's not getting a lot of inquiries coming through or the wrong type of inquiries, I maybe re rewrite some of the uh, the ad and and maybe put it into different categories that it's see, it's seen in to try and generate more interest in the in the ad. I guess that's been especially important in COVID as well because things have changed so so rapidly. It, COVID has been a very very difficult period, mm. um, particularly when we hit lockdown because. Um, I have businesses in regional Victoria that I've got buyers and all I'm looking for is someone for them to be able to drive out there, see the business, and we can do the deal. So we're sitting for two, three months uh, at a time where we're just sitting in a holding pattern. Um, We can't sell the business, but I've got inquiries wanting to take it to the next step, which is go and visit the business um, and, and decide how to buy it. So COVID has been very difficult. I mean, so much has been done online. I, I must say. From a sales point of view, I've sold a lot of businesses that I've never seen, wow. that I've never been to, because I physically couldn't get there. Yeah. Um, you know, we have such short windows where you suddenly go, right, businesses, you know, we're open, particularly here in Victoria. You know, by the time you organise the t- time to come out, it's it's too late. And so it has been a very trying time. And I probably, as I said, I've probably got three or four businesses in regional Victoria and New South Wales at the moment that are waiting for buyers to visit. I really hope that changes in the near future, or at least as, as we go into 2022, that, you know, sale conditions return back to normal. That would be really um, beneficial for you and for your vendors and for your buyers. Oh, look, I think for everyone, I mean, I don't think just my industry, I think a lot of industries, but for our industry, it's, you know, we've had to adapt to doing things differently. Maybe this is going to be part of it's going to be the new norm. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. Nobody knows. I think it's all expect the unexpected at this point. Exactly. So my next question is, let me in on a trade secret when it comes to buying or selling a business. Um, you know, it's funny. I got this asked this question yesterday um, by someone who's looking to buy a business. He's saying, what do I look for? What should I be looking for? Look for a business that you have some knowledge about. And I don't mean you need to be an expert, but you, you know, if you're going to go and buy a restaurant, don't go and buy a restaurant because you like drinking coffee. Yeah. Buy a, buy a restaurant because you actually have some understanding of, you know, hospitality in some sense. So that's the first step, I think, when you're looking for a business, you know, think about what you're going to buy before you buy it. Um, if you're an investor and you want to put a manager in place, well, if, if you're going to have a manager in place, is there going to be enough room, money left for you at the other end by the time you appoint a manager to run the business? So think, think about those things. 
put yourself in the position of running the business. What do you need to do to, to, to run that business? Um, if you need a manager in place, then put a manager in place, put that, that cost in. Um, look at the, project the cash flow moving forward for the next few years and understand this is what I need to do to run a business. It's, it's kind of like running your household at the end of the day. Um, you can't spend what you don't have. And, and then really seek professional advice. Talk to a lawyer, talk to an accountant, get their advice from you. Now, an accountant is never going to say, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen, business I've ever seen. You should buy it. If you don't, I'll buy it. They're not going to tell you. That's not their job. No. Their job is to tell you what they see in the business and tell you the risks as well as some of the good things they might see in the business. They're never going to pump it up and say it's an, an amazing business. So go to an accountant, get advice from them, and then take that advice and, and think about what you're doing because it's it's the, it's the best three or $500 you might spend. Yes, it's probably um, good to have that sort of sober accounting advice and sober legal advice, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, you've just got to, if you, you go and seek advice and make sure you prepare yourself to go and do what you're going to do. Um, I, I don't think, you know, most of us would, you know, jump out of a plane with a parachute without getting some sort of instructions and understanding the, the risk factor of jumping out of parachuting or skydiving. Um, I don't think there's many people that would go, oh, that I'll just I'll just take his word. He, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about and strap it on and leap out the plane. You don't. You think about it. You get some advice. You listen to the experts. You know what the risk factors are. It's the same. You're buying a business. There is risk factors attached to it. So we're coming to the end of our time together, Matthew. So what's your final three tips for someone when it comes to selling a business? I have to say the first, first tip is prepare. Prepare your business ready for sale. Do your, do your homework, get everything organized. I would say the second tip is interview a couple of different brokers. Find someone that you like because if you, or, and trust because you're, in this, you're going to be together for a long time. And I think then look at the business realistically and say, what can I get for the business? How much is it really worth? Don't think that this is what I've done or this is what I think it's worth. Think about what someone's willing to pay for your business and then listen to your broker why um, they're, they're advising you that direction. Ask lots of questions and, and feel comfortable that what you're doing is the right decision about selling a business. And, and you're so you're preparing everything in your mind. This is what I need to do to get it ready. It's fantastic advice. And really, that is the way that you're going to give yourself the best chance of success. Uh, look, 100%. And look, there are going to be businesses out there that just you have to make a decision as an owner that it may not be what everyone's after uh, at this point in time. It may have done its time and maybe it's, you know, you've got to make other decisions about your business. It's excellent advice. So thank you so much for your time this morning, Matthew. Um, that's all we've got time for today, but we love hearing from our audience. So please get in touch through the contact details at the bottom of the podcast if you'd like to give us any feedback or episode ideas. Thanks so much for your time, Matthew. Thanks, Ali. Good to speak to you again. All the best. <laughs>